1: about that
2: was I think really, really good. I think he could have been more specific clearly on Saturday, but when he said, we must love each other, show affection for each other, unite together and condemn that hatred, bigotry of the violence that we saw. That was so great yesterday. I think today he's really torched about people conflating Trump's support with white nationalists. You can see it and hear it in his responses, and I understand that but he's not there to win every debating point. People want to see a calm, President in the storm, I think today, well, he, I think he made some points that were factually right. There were, there were there was violence on both sides in that event on Saturday. Anyone who's watched the video could see it, but he's not there to win every point. He's there to calmly guide the nation through what at the moment is a very troubled time, and advance an advanced agenda of economic empowerment, uh, streamlining regulations, and keeping very optimistic and positive about the American spirit when he does that i think it's really positive today i think it got he got he got caught in kind of the pundit trap like he became a pundit and what i think people want is trump the president when he does that he's really powerful
3: charles to critique what he did today
0: on the grounds that it distracts from the agenda or it was a tactical mistake i believe is a cop out what trump did today was a moral disgrace what he did is he reverted back to where he was on Saturday. Okay, and so... They... Uh, and it got it more and more heated from there. Much more heated. I mean, if somebody makes a statement like Laura Ingram there on Fox News, and then the next person says, to say that is a moral cop-out, it's pretty strong. Yeah, well, And it got much stronger from there.
1: We have some of those highlights to come, but we need to get to David Drucker, senior correspondent for the Washington Examiner, and um, and also is on CNN... Oh, political correspondent. That 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 abbreviation is impossible to decipher. Sean, David, how are you, sir?
4: I'm great. How are you?
1: Uh, you're not great. Stop lying. You're beleaguered like the rest of us. You're exhausted. You can't. <laughs>
4: you can't believe this could go on for another uh, three everybody- and a half years. Everybody in the swamp lies for a living. So that was my best lie of the morning.
0: <laughs> so we're 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 trying not to get involved in the uh the, the, the part that makes uh, gets people also angry. And I'm just trying to look at it kind of big picture just for this moment. Um can can we function like this? Can anything happen? Could there possibly be health care or tax reform or anything in the current environment?
4: Very, very difficult. And one of the reasons is that Trump while although he retains a lot of support among Republican voters his base of course and then a broader Republican electorate that probably isn't paying as close attention to, to all of these events as we are and after six months in office they're not they they're not ready to throw him over the side they don't like your sure. behavior his tweets stuff like this will trouble them but you know given the alternative they're not ready to throw him over the side um, he's going to have some political support in that way but you have a lot of Republicans in Congress that don't trust him. He doesn't trust them. All of the the events that we've seen over the past couple of days simply adds to the tension between uh, both ends of Pennsylvania Avenue, adds to the distrust, and that makes it really hard to do these big, huge things. Uh, that in many cases you're talking about members taking tough votes, and and in some cases, you know, voting for things they don't really believe in, and and that's why. At a practical level, it's not uh, helpful for the president to be fighting with members of his own party, which is which is what he's doing. And, and don't forget, there are a lot of Republicans that they're not going to lose in 2018 because they're in safe districts or safe states or what have you. Uh, but there are other Republicans that are, you know, going to face a lot of competitive races. And you know, when the president does stuff like this, um, it makes it you know harder on them to hold their seats. And the, if they lose, the president loses.
1: You know, I I think it's really under appreciated uh in politics the the effect enthusiasm has. We all get elections, they're binary choice generally speaking. Um but the president's ability to get an agenda through depends a lot on on tailwind, popular tailwind. If the people are howling for for what he's uh, advocating, it generally gets done. Um, And I just, from my perspective, as a guy who'd love to see, uh, you know, tax reform and immigration reform and something uh, positive done about health care, I just, I I see him interfering with the tailwind way too much.
4: Yeah, no, I think that's true. I think that's been been true uh, since the beginning of his administration. I mean, you know, the interesting thing, as a point of comparison here, uh, President Obama was always very personally popular And of course as he left office His approval numbers were sky high His agenda was always less popular than he was With Trump he, He's rather unpopular Although those numbers are not spread evenly And so he's popular with Republicans And then super unpopular in, in, uh, With Democrats And in competitive areas Swing areas But his agenda Has always had a, a broad appeal um, not every democrat likes obviously a lot of his agenda but like infrastructure and trade and those appeal to democrats so if if he could ever focus on his agenda and stop being himself which will never happen he, he might be able to create some political uh, movement he might political breathing room to, to get some of these things done in an easier fashion or at least get them done in some fashion but you know, he can't help himself. He is who he is. And so I think, you know, everything always ends up being about Trump the person. You don't expect a pivot? When, when's the pivot? <laughs>
0: um, I, I know it's it's a a weird place to go for me or anybody to say this time it's different with Donald Trump because he's, he's done said a lot of things that he recovered from. But, I mean, some of the arguments I've seen on Fox News between people on the same side, more or less politically, like getting personally vicious with each other. People that have you know, you know seem to feel like, all right, that's it. I've had it with this guy. I can no longer support him. the The leader of the AFL CIO, in yesterday. I mean, that's that's a pretty big deal.
4: Well, you know, it is a big deal when titans of industry that are on a presidential jobs council basically uh, resign from the council because they don't want to be associated with the president of the United States. I mean, look, business people are, are self interested because businesses either uh, sink or swim and the government doesn't you know, bail you out unless you're the underpinning of the financial banking system and the whole world might go into a hellhole and never come back. And so when they decide that they're better off not talking to the president, not being associated with him personally because of things he's done and said, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, but I, you know, I, I kind of fall on the side here of this is typical Trump. We've seen this for two years, uh, going back to 2015, uh, he says something outrageous. Voters shrug their shoulders. Um, he walks on the edge of extinction, comes back from the dead. I mean, it was a year ago that, that we were in the middle of his worst uh, poll numbers of the entire campaign against Hillary Clinton. He had just finished fighting with Gold Star parents.
0: Oh, right. God damn everybody it. Everybody
4: was sure he was going to lose. And, of course, he didn't lose. Um, now, things are different in that now he's the president. Uh, he doesn't have Hillary Clinton uh, horribly flawed candidate who people didn't trust to run against and to you know focus on Uh, so there's a lot of things that are different and a lot of this could turn out differently but you know people that joined his administration i mean they joined his administration after the access hollywood tapes and after he called judge curiel a mexican and i mean everybody's built the price everything into the price of admission with trump so his supporters they don't care uh the broader electorate of republicans you know it bothers them but they're going to give him a, a shot to get things done because you know they didn't want Hillary Clinton they want him to keep nominating conservative judges and all that and you know the people that don't like him don't like him and so i don't i don't know that this is any measurably different than the last crisis or the next crisis that's going to hit us in a couple of weeks. Well,
1: I, wow. it, it feels like it is to us, David, yeah. but, you know, it always bears repeating what you said earlier, is that most Americans are not news junkies, and they're only dimly aware of these stories that, that we tend to focus on. So I appreciate you pointing that out, but just judging by the reaction we've gotten from our listeners, um, it just, there is serious fatigue setting in. I don't know that the, uh, the camel's back is broken, but he's, he's at the, uh, chiropractor for the third day in a row. Um, so the
4: fatigue issue is something, you know, the fatigue issue is something that could eventually do him in. And again, this isn't just like the campaign because there's going to be a midterm election. I could imagine voters not showing up if things don't get done and that's going to hurt Republicans. And they'll just say, "Hey, we gave Republicans control of government, and you guys didn't get anything done. I got better things to do." Uh, Independents could finally turn their back on him. Um, I think that it's if we're having this discussion a year from now, I think that he's got serious problems he could never recover from. So I, I just I'm hesitant to make bold predictions. Not because I did them in the past, but because when others did them in the past, me you know it never mm-hmm. panned out because he always seems to write the ship for just long enough to give people enough hope. That's what he did a couple of weeks ago with Kelly, and we knew and i we knew then another crisis was coming. I wouldn't be surprised if we head into a period of quiet for you know two days or so, and then another <laughs> crisis will come two days well did
0: you see the have you seen the video of uh Chief of Staff Kelly? Dropping his head, closing his eyes, and kind of shaking it in the midst of that press yeah, conference. Because,
4: yes, but you know he had to know what he was signing up for. He's a smart man, so unless he thought he was the guy that was finally going to tame the beast, <laughs> then you know it was a you know I, I just you know he just maybe he's just never experienced it in such personal terms. Right. But they all do this, you know. The news coming out of great reporting by Maggie Haberman from the New York Times. He does an outstanding job uh, reporting that. You know, uh, Gary Cohn, the the director of the President's Economic Council, you know, he's Jewish and he's upset and this bothers him. He's not going anywhere. Now, it's probably good for the country that he doesn't go anywhere. But the point is, this always happens. They're always unhappy. They're always dumbfounded. They can't believe it. Oh, my God, are you going anywhere? No. Mm, Interesting.
1: Hey, David, in the time we have left, which is fairly limited, um, it seems very safe to say, it's a two-foot putt, that there's going to be a hell of a lot more political violence in the United States in the next six months or so. You have various now uh, hardcore far-right groups vowing to march in Northern California, Berkeley, San Francisco, whatever. You know the goons of the left are going to be there to meet them, and we're going to see rolling street battles in American cities, unless there's some enormous show of force. Your thoughts?
4: Yeah, this is uh, this is something that's very troubling because there is a lot of tension in a very politically divided nation that's become very tribal about its politics. And I think this is where the president really missed an opportunity. What he should have done is call out these racist kooks who were marching, some in his name, in Charlottesville. They deserved special condemnation for starting this event and for instigating it. And had he done that, he would have then been in a position to say that there is a broader problem with political violence. Some of it also comes from the left. But by lumping everybody in together, it gives fuel and optimism to the white supremacists and the Nazis that the president is winking at them and is behind them. It enrages the people on the left who feel like the government isn't looking out for them, and it destroys this notion of freedom of speech and the freedom to protest even if you're a schmuck that we hold so dear and it it could really spiral out of control and that's where the president missed his role as as somebody who is supposed to not just provide political leadership and economic leadership and national security leadership but moral leadership which is what most presidents in the modern era, going back even further, have usually done.
1: David Drucker, senior correspondent for the Washington Examiner, a uh, political correspondent for CNN, and, of course, a uh, frequent contributor to the Armstrong and Getty Show, really the, the jewel in your crown. Uh, thanks, David. <laughs> Great to talk to you. <laughs>
4: Great to be here, guys.
1: Thank you. Uh, It's always a pleasure.
0: You know, your point is right, and that's something everybody ought to remember. This is not a one-off. This is not like Gold Star Parents or whatever. That that situation's not coming up again. This situation is coming up again maybe next week, maybe in two weeks, with a bigger one of these clashes, and the president will be in a position to speak again. So this is going to happen... We're going to go through all this again and see how it
1: gets handled. And I have a feeling people are going to dig in even more. Well, and we live in an era where everybody's too adamant about everything all the time. Already. And a woman was killed. A woman was killed by these maniacs. And so people will feel justified in in ratcheting up the rhetoric and the violence and everything else more. Hold on tight, everybody.
0: And stay away from those kind of get-togethers. Text line 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: sweet. I read about a
3: 98-year-old woman and a 94-year-old man here in New York who just got married. And if you want to get them a gift, hurry. I don't know. That's was not a, funny.
0: That was Sean's side of the street on that joke. You just take a shot at their, uh, you know, pending demise. Oh, my. What, I'm was just saying it's, Too less soon. Of, it's less of a commitment for them right. than it would be for somebody,
1: say, my age to mm. say, till death do we part." Do
0: you take this woman till death do we part? Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, why not? <laughs> d- d- again, I will not be party to these hijinks. It's disgusting to me. Uh, so breaking news, breaking news. Some poor woman by the name of Hope, Hook, Hope Hicks. Has been named the interim communications director at the White House. I can only assume she's bound and gagged in a hotel room <laughs> to prevent her from from trying to run away. Uh, it's a hell of a day to take a new job. She's 28 years old. 28. So uh, Still uh wet behind the ears, whatever that means.
0: I, I, I just I don't I don't even know how to handle these situations. The the world the world I don't know what's going on. So I asked Marshall earlier, I said, is this what it felt like in the early 60s, like before things got crazy? Are like, we building toward real craziness? You know, giant riots, many dead, assassinations. I mean, is that where we're headed? Marshall said, yeah, I think so. But uh, I, I, I just wonder, I mean, because it's... I, yeah. I, I, I have the assumption, I think a lot of people do, that this is kind of a a blip. We're going to go back to the way things were. I, I, uh, in a little bit, and, and things
1: will be you know more or less calm. I, I wish you were right. Um here's here's the problem. It's kind of multi-layered. As we've discussed on the show, people are identifying themselves by their politics much more than was true ten, twenty, thirty years ago.
0: Where uh, Oh yeah, there are plenty of polls that will show um. Uh. People that w- w- don't want their daughter to marry a Republican or their son to marry a a, a Democrat or whatever. Unless she's hot. And and, and she, big percentages of people that feel that way. When almost nobody felt that way a generation ago, nobody'd even think about you wouldn't it. Even They'd cross say, your "Why mind? do you ask? Why would I care if my daughter marries a Republican or a Democrat?"
1: Right, and it would it would certainly not be in the first two or three or four descriptors you'd pick for yourself. Uh, I, I, we get to, you know, I'll I'll occasionally somebody will say something savage on Twitter about us or at us or whatever, and I'll go check out their profile and all, and um, the number of people who put their political bent way up top on both sides. Uh, of who they are is really quite remarkable, so you have that going on, and simultaneously, I just happened to be reading New York Times editorial during the commercial break about the uh rather uh, feisty press conference yesterday and the things the president said, et cetera et cetera and the new and and here's the second layer of it: the New York Times was grouping the Clansmen and Nazis with anybody who says it's bad that there's political violence on the left. They, the way they phrase it, was um, uh, let's see, uh, da, 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 um, given one chance to formally. Uh, da, 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 I can't find the specific phrasing, but anyway. So the New York Times is was is lumping anybody who's like to the right of Bill Clinton in a really unfair way, in with, you know, the worst of the worst. And you see that coming from the right, too. Uh, You know, it's not quite as angry, in my opinion. I had a conversation with a friend the other day about people who who post angry politics on their Facebook page. And this friend of mine isn't a very political person, Um, but he said, I have noticed, though, that... Nobody ever threatens to unfriend me or whatever. Who's a conservative? It's the progressives who seem to be really, really angry about everything all the time. But so you got people identifying their humanity with their politics, and this tendency to to uh, what was it? Uh, Barack Obama said. I thought it was one of his better turns of a phrase. Uh, Judge my side by the best of our intentions, and the other side by the worst of, uh, right. of those among them. So you got those two things going on. How do, you, how do you build bridges there? How do you find common ground with people who are completely emotionally wrapped up in politics as the statement of themselves and continually told that anybody disagrees with them is an awful human being? Where do you go from there? Violence and horror till everybody, you know, it's when you get punched in the face and you realize, oh my God, I'm fighting my friend and, and you sit there stunned and finally you shake hands and say, I'm sorry. I just, I feel like we're heading for that sort of moment. Well,
3: you, you mentioned this before. Our sense of community is, seems now to be wrapped up in our politics. Right. You know, there's not, we don't have the spiritual community anymore. A lot of times uh, because a lot of people live behind closed gates and, uh, you know, kind of walled off from anybody that doesn't uh, view the world their same way. So now our sense of identity is all wrapped up in our politics.
0: So we got a whole bunch of texts. I'll just hit you with one that is uh, uh, similar to a bunch we got, if you're wondering what people think out there. Uh, Fatigue was setting in for me until yesterday's press conference. Now I'm fired up because that's the guy I voted for. we got a lot of that sort of thing. Mm.
1: Well, if you see the media is a big monolithic (laughs) a-hole, people really love to see Trump battle the media. I get that. I kind of enjoy it, too. I don't think yesterday did anybody any good, but, you know, whatever. Hey, just one more quick note. You're not going to believe this, particularly if you're younger. Um, And it's weird to be old enough now to have this sort of insights. 30 years ago, if you asked somebody about your neighbor, your friend, somebody you go to church with or whatever, what party do they generally vote for? The answer, like 80% of the time, would be, I have no idea. No, you just wouldn't know. No, heck no. doesn't come up that much. Nope, nope. What What am I? Well, I'm I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm i a volunteer fireman, I'm Christian, blah, blah, blah. And then somebody would have to ask you, which way you generally vote? I guess more Republican than Democrat. And it's weird to see how that's changed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so quickly.
1: What's
3: coming up in your news, Marshall? Phillips? Well, Trump's Virginia violence remarks continues stirring bipartisan anger. West Coast cities bracing for potential trouble at a series of upcoming demonstrations. And you got one airline leading the call for limits on passengers pre-flight boozing. Stories coming what?
2: up. What? Right. What? What?
0: <laughs> what? Yes. I, if, I can find, if I can find my seat, I should be able to fly. <laughs> Amen to that.
1: If I can hold my urine in until I get to the back of the plane, I'm good to go.
0: I didn't get lost drunk on a train once, or I couldn't find my way back to my seat where my backpack was. <laughs> wow. Walked up and stumbled up and down that train for like an hour. It's There's be not arousal. like a lot of turns on a train. <laughs>
1: no.
0: uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I fell off the wagon last night. Oops. Ate a donut for the first time in uh, about a year and a half. Oh, my God. What, what,
3: what, what, what kind of donut?
0: Uh, well, I ended up eating two since I ate one. What the hell? <laughs> wow, off the wagon. <laughs> what he binged. Difference. What difference does it make yeah. now? Is it a French crawler? A cake one? Is it a maple bar? Twist. Twi- oh, nice. The twist Ooh, is a good donut. Yeah. Turns out, my wife had been specifically... Well, first of all, I texted her. I said, if you're going to buy donuts, you got to hide them somewhere. Or I'm gonna eat them, right? And and then she said, "You did not eat my donuts, did you?" And then she she had this devil emoji thing, right? That was just scary. Anger, hate. We're, we're texting each <laughs> other. She's out at the bar, and I'm in bed reading. <laughs> and um, and I said, "I the twist was for you." She said, "Did you eat my twist?" I said, "I thought the twist." I thought you didn't like twists. Now that's a twist. <laughs> so yes. I ate her specific donut. Oh, oh my. She was very unhappy with that. Oh my. Then I ate a chocolate covered old fashioned, which was also a very good donut.
1: God dang it. We finally had to adopt the rule with five more or less adults running around in our house. If it's yours, put a post-it note on it. Cause we're not gonna have a fridge full of food that doesn't get eaten because everybody's afraid to eat anything. Right. So if you claim it, claim it. But if you got some yummy-looking leftovers and I, I eat them, well, that's on you, man. You know what my son does?
0: My five-year-old? What he does, if he wants something, he licks it. Oh, Lord. Oh,
1: a time-honored technique among frat boys and seven-year-olds. He'll walk
0: up to the table and see something he wants, and he immediately picks it up and licks it. Wow. And will say, mine now. Wow. That's what?
1: a go-getter. Yeah. Wow, you got kind of a Lord of the Flies thing going Hi. at your house.
3: Oh, man. My young nephew used to take things out of the refrigerator and he'd put them under his bed. And then oh, of course, yeah. they would find the stuff Oh, oh, yeah. oh boy. Hiding them. Yep. Uh, news now, with Marsha Phillips. Attention, soaring after President Trump declared at an impromptu presser yesterday, saying both sides are to blame for the deadly violence at that uh, rally in Virginia. You had a group on one side that was bad, and you had a group on the other side that was also very violent. And nobody wants to say that, but I'll say it right now. Yes. You had a group, you had a group on the other side that came charging in without a permit, and they were very, very violent. You can add Mitt Romney now to the list of people criticizing Trump's uh, both sides remarks. Romney tweeting this morning that both sides are not the same. He said, quote, one side is racist, bigoted, Nazi. The other opposes racism and bigotry, morally different universes. Well, the
0: Antifa people, they, they oppose free speech. So they're, I I, I, I don't know where
4: you
1: rank these people. I wish they all would be locked up forever. Anybody who cracks anybody's head open for politics ought to be locked up. But Trump is so inartful. He's so ham-handed. Just, I understand what he was trying to communicate. It was just so awful. He just keeps handing clubs, ironically, with which his opponents can beat him. And and it, you know, I see Trump fans. I look at the emails. I see the texts and stuff like that. And, and you Trump fans, because he's under attack by the left and they're not trying to understand what he's saying, blah, blah, blah. You're putting yourself now in the position of defending the indefensible because everybody's got to pick sides. And if you're one of those, we just want to chuck a bomb at D.C. and blow the whole thing up and, and start again. Okay, I understand why y'all are happy, but if you're like a Trump fan because you thought he was going to help yep. the the working class and the working people and the common man blah blah blah, you know who would stand on stage with the president right now to get a major initiative through to help you? nobody, nobody's radioactive and that's not helping you but what what am who am I lecturing Mr. President, please listen to me. Meanwhile, you have cities on the
3: West Coast bracing for demonstrations. A planned extreme right rally in Orange County, California, by the group America First is set for this Sunday in Laguna Beach. Police are worried that rally could easily turn violent. Because it will. They're going to keep a close eye on the demonstrators and area leaders. The police and other authorities are calling on people in the area to be very careful.
0: Oh, th- th- be very careful. Okay, good luck with that. Yeah. So you got, you got two armed armies mm-hmm. that are looking for violence showing up to meet each other. What do you think is going to happen? There's zero chance that this doesn't end up in incredible violence. Now, it- I understand for a lot of these things you need to apply for permits through the, the process thing. Is it not a thing where if you sh- like the, the protest should be peaceful? If you show up to these things with body armor and a weapon, your permit is not valid. You don't yeah, get to I don't do know. it. I don't know what the rules are. That Can you show up thinking... Uh, or saying we're afraid we'll be attacked so we want to be able to defend ourselves? Or do you say anybody with a weapon can't be here? Right. I don't know. In the Old West, you know, they'd start at, stop everybody at the outside of town and you had to take off your weapons. Turning you your guns. Out. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I don't know Sam, how that works. San Francisco's mayor and the police chief want the National Park Service to make sure the public's going to be safe if it won't stop an extreme right group from staging their rally at Crissy Field later this month. The mayor and the chief expressing outrage. The Park Service granted a permit to the Patriot Prayer Group for their August twenty sixth rally.
0: What's a Patriot Prayer Group?
3: Uh, they're they're a pro a pro pro-tru, a Trump uh, group uh, that, that you know oh is, boy. Has, has religious
1: religious leanings.
3: You I put just that did in it quotes. Pro
1: Trump group. What are they actually, Marshall? I mean, it, it, they could be something loathsome, and this is this is what I'm talking about. Yep. Now, anybody who's pro Trump. Has been lumped in with these people accidentally by Marshall, so people are picking sides and finding themselves on on the same side as as people they find morally repugnant.
0: Yeah, like I don't know what this group is. I have no idea what they are. Did are they um are they like KKK or neo Nazis or are they just are they nationalists? I don't know what they are. They're I ruined. mean, did Trump said a couple of things yesterday right. that were true, and I know by just by saying that I'm going to bring hatred upon myself, but his um. His comment when he asked the reporters, what's the alt-right? Define it to me. I agree. What the hell is the alt-right? Everybody's got to come up with a definition they agree on or stop throwing it around because everybody uses it differently.
1: Right.
3: Well, good luck with that. Anyway, the Park Service says the agency was required by law to grant the permit on First Amendment grounds.
0: Can somebody look up that group and see what their statement is? Of course, their statement might not be what they are. Yeah,
3: that's the Patriot Prayer Group. That's the name of the group. And one last note, in response to an increase in drunken and disruptive behavior by passengers flying from British airports, Irish airline Ryanair wants to limit the number of alcoholic drinks people can have before they get on board a flight so they're calling on airports. Well, how are you gonna enforce it, Bio? They're calling on airports to limit the number of drinks sold in the airport. So oh, shut to up! not! Uh, not
0: do you
1: like to get punched in the
0: Anyway. At the airport, oh, back when I drank, yes. I always saw it as a giant
3: bar with planes. That's what the <laughs> airport is. And Ryanair wants a total ban on alcohol sales before 10 a.m. And a number of other airlines reportedly thinking about
1: joining them well, when they're request. Ban it before 10 a.m.? How, yes. how am I going to stop the shaking in my hands? <laughs> Does anybody care about that? How about you, you, you dumb mix, you yeah? And I can say that because I'm oh, Irish. Yeah, okay. um, I'm just going to go from the bar. To the faux Mexican restaurant And give me a couple of margaritas
0: I've always hated zero tolerance policies So you got a couple of people yeah. who've caused some problems How I'm much guessing. tolerance
1: do you have, I have zero For, zero tolerance, tolerance for, for zero, zero tolerance policies
0: So the 99.9% <laughs> Millions of people Who fly around the world Who drink in airport bars Who never assault anybody Never rape anybody They're all going to be punished for What, two people somewhere in the world? I mean, it's ridiculous
3: at your news, I'm Marshall Phillips. Here I'm Getty. Show the voice of the West. Got an Irish airline
1: get, cracking down on drunken brawling. What's next? the what joke here. Right. <laughs> Pick on your favorite ethnicity.
0: Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh, we got a bunch of texts about uh, San Diego schools not allowing kids to go out to see the eclipse. We could talk about that.
1: Oh, and hey, listen. Or do we want more hate? Keep it short, if you would. But email us. What do you think of the whole Trump press conference, the whole neo Nazis, the whole political violence, all of it? Again, keep it short, please. I don't have time for everybody's ten page editorial. Armstrongandgetty at yahoo.com. That's the email address. Armstrongandgetty at yahoo.com. Or text us. Here's the number for that. 415 295 KFTC. 415
0: 295 KFTC. So you want. Ten pages with videos and
1: sources. Exactly, as many links as possible. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Which are mostly dead, in my experience.
0: You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show. You're on the phone with your girlfriend. She's upset. She's going off about something. Swizzle, yeah, her older songs. I was watching a little news recap of the Taylor Swift trial yesterday and showing you know, B roll as they call it in the business, just pictures of her at various gatherings. The way she poses for pictures, she's every bit as much a model as a musician. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's interesting,
1: it's just
0: the way yeah. it works, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not going to talk about the, the main story, although I do like this. When I get a text that says, you guys suck, or I can't believe you guys, or I'm never listening again, I always kind of like flip a coin in my head to which side this person's going to be on. Right. You're, you suck because you clearly are in favor of Nazis, or you suck because you're uh, anti-Trump. And get oh, so many of both. It's interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well,
0: that's what we were talking about before. We got this t- text. Monkeys can be taught to play rock, paper, scissors. What a great time to be alive. Wow. Wow. It's hard to argue with that.
1: Well, if they can be, they should be. Can imagine them. go to the zoo, watch them play? I'm rooting for the big one. <laughs>
0: Do you have a strategy for uh, rock, paper, scissors? Some people call it Rochambeau. I once said to someone... It's called Rochambeau. How come I've never heard that? And they said, because you're from Kansas. Oh, my.
1: Um, <laughs> that, that is
0: condescending. You, you start with paper because most people start with rock. You never really want to go the same one back to back unless you go deep into the ties. But I, I, I check out my blog for further strategies <laughs> on, on rock, paper, scissor. My kids do it every night to see whose book gets read first. And wow. it's interesting to watch the strategies.
1: Um, so, uh, school. Well, you know what you got to do? you got to trot out this notion. Maybe you're better off having your book read second, because then that's the last book you hear before you go to sleep. Maybe. Blow their minds.
0: Um, It's a paradigm shift. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So is it uh, the whole school district in San Diego or a school where they're going to stay inside during the uh, eclipse? And we're talking about how sad and lame that is and that they, you know. Many schools in many places. So we got these texts coming in. Middle school principal here. That's totally retarded. Are, which is an interesting Did, thing for what? a middle, middle school principal to say. but
1: You need to resign. Don't use that expression.
0: Our kids are outside during the card doing the cardboard box thing, and we canceled a couple of classes
1: so they could do it. God bless America. There you go. Just goes to show you that the pussy veal calf method of education and living your life is not universal. Don't accept it. Reject it. Fight it. Different school that's about
0: mm, 30 miles away from there. My son's school is keeping them inside all day to be safe.
1: Oh, my God.
0: My you people sicken me. Another school that Find happens it. to be about an hour away from those two schools. My kid's school bought glasses for them to wear. They're all pretty excited. Find it. Wear them. Bl- Blame the litigious parents, not the teachers in the administration. As a third-grade teacher, I got so excited for the eclipse, but then the parents started questioning it, and it all degrades from there. I'm a principal, and I'm being told to keep the kids inside for the eclipse. I hate it, but it's a total lawsuit thing. The problem is that the school can be liable for something like this. It's the lawyers and idiot parents who sue over anything.
1: Fight it. Well, and Un- you, unbelievable. You absolutely have parents, and I don't want to stand in defense of the veal calves, but you do have parents who will say, Now, listen, Johnny, anytime anybody asks, say, I can't see out of my right eye. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll sue because and they'll the be eclipse. paid seventy five thousand dollars just to go away. It'll never go to trial, they'll settle.
0: We we can't function like this. Does everybody understand we can't function like this? No, 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 fight it. People are coming from all over the world to
1: see this and we're locking our kids inside the school. Right. <laughs> Does that seem appropriate. That's to right, you? Dennis. It's shocking, isn't it? So keep those comments coming about uh, Trump and the press conference and the rest of us. Another, we'll, we'll touch on it again.
0: Another example of conservative on conservative violence. If you haven't heard it on the on the cable news, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.